From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. We hope that this finds you well. Certainly, we are excited about our show today uh, as we kind of step away from the NFL and the Saints for a moment on the Black and Blue Report. They're off today. So we're going to zero in on college football, LSU and Tulane specifically, and the New Orleans Pelicans. We have an extensive visit today with New Orleans Pelicans General Manager Del Demps. It's uh, certainly one that kind of sets us up for the season, and we get it to you uh, much earlier than you're going to see Dell and anywhere else uh, prior to the start of training camp. So very excited about this uh, particular Tuesday show. Had a nice uh, ride in from the house today, and uh, all is good on this Tuesday. Hope uh, hope you uh, also had a similar experience, that's for sure. Producer Dan, still glowing from his honeymoon in St. Lucia, is a uh, in the chair across the desk from me here in Studio B. And so, without further ado, and because of the length of the interviews that we have for you today, very in-depth and extensive, we're going to get started. On the show today, as we mentioned, Dell Demps. We'll also hear from Tulane head football coach Curtis Johnson today regarding the green wave, of course, and checking in with Scott Rabelais from the New Orleans Advocate and getting the latest on the LSU Tigers as they get set to open up conference play against Auburn this week. So, Dell Demps, Curtis Johnson, and Scott Rabelais coming your way next. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice actually what you may like the most is yes we have a location near you expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician to find one near you visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER that's o-c-h-s-n-e-r auctioner Healthcare with peace of mind Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. For you. 
Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Tuesdays are our college football days, as you know, here on the Black and Blue Report. We've been talking uh, Tulane and LSU over the last couple of Tuesdays. And look out now. We have got the head coach himself, an old friend of the uh, this building, that's for sure, over here on Airline Drive. But Tulane head coach Curtis Johnson joins us here on this Tuesday on the Black and Blue Report. Fresh off of a Conference USA road win and now a winning record on the season. Do I have that right, Coach? Yes, I mean, this sir. is a, this yes. is fantastic. And um, if you like points, uh, you like Tulane football right now boy oh boy it's been a couple of shootouts and um even in, even in the game that you that you fell to south alabama a furious second half coach um the, the scoreboard operator is going to have carpal tunnel syndrome before this is all said and done <laughs> absolutely you know it was a good game you know we fell short but you know it just showed the, shows the character of our guys they've hung in there they fought hard we were down 28 to 7 in the first quarter and we came back from that one and uh, almost pulled it out but we didn't get quite get the job done as you're building a program there are moments there are signature moments there are things that you'll remember probably for a long time to come tell me about that feeling coming home from Ruston after finally kind of breaking through and getting that road win you know it's nothing like winning a game on the road it's our first time winning in 17 tries on the road and golly it was just one of those games where our defense really stepped up they played very very well you know they got after their quarterback offensively Nick Montana played well the running backs ran hard and uh, we came away with a victory when you, if you were to characterize the strengths of your team now, and I and I, I hate asking coaches about this in weeks one or two, but now with a couple of games under your belt, I think you probably have a pretty good finger on it, right? Yeah, we, you know, we're still working on some things. I like our defensive line now. They're starting to play together. They're playing hard. They're hitting the quarterback. They're tackling well. Those, that's a very good group. Offensively, I think those running backs are very, very good. I like what we're doing in the running game. We uh, we talked early on in the in the season on this program about your team and. One of the things that that I think stands out is the number of Louisiana kids that you're that you're pulling into the program. I know it takes time to develop those young young players, but are there any that are starting to emerge that, of course, maybe folks around here are going to recognize from high school football in these parts? Yeah, you know what, Chris Taylor is one of the guys that that's, has been playing outstanding for us. He's been doing everything, running, passing. Kedrick Banks is another guy that's just getting going. He's starting to roll. Joshua Rounds, another kid from McMahon High School. So there, so there's several young men. Robert Kelly's a beast. You know, he's from O'Perry Walker High. High school so he's you know we starting to get more influx of Louisiana talent here you know it's the best place in the world to recruit best place in the world to play high school football so we love to get as many kids from Louisiana as we can all right I've asked you about the Louisiana kids and your strengths I I I, I have to be fair here. There have to be some weaknesses or things that you see as ongoing projects. What would they be? You know, we got to run the ball better. You know, we just got to continue to work on our running game. Our offensive linemen, they're coming off pretty good. They're starting to get better and better each week. But that's one of the things that if you want to be a winning program and you want to be a winning team, you have to run the football. Defensively, it's just, you know, our linebacker play, you know, we're playing a lot of young guys. We've got five freshmen playing at linebacker, playing linebacker for us. And, you know, we just got to get better at making getting our fits and getting our pass drops. Monty Williams with the Pelicans talked about this his first couple of years as a head coach and with and with a very young team. You know, you're there's teaching and there's coaching. 
how much teaching is going on and how much coaching is going on? Well, I think there's a lot more teaching and coaching for us right now. We're playing so many young kids. You know, we have 56 players from the state of Louisiana, and most of them are in the freshman and sophomore class. So, you know, it's, it's teaching, teaching is from everywhere to how to tie your shoes, you know, what to wear, what to do, how to walk, you know, what, what fork to use. So you, you, you'd spend most of the time just teaching young men how to be men. And I'm glad you brought that up because you're more influential in the formation of now some of these young men. You know, it wasn't too long ago you were running around this building here on Airline Drive at the pro level, not in a head coaching role. If you were to think now about your new your new life. What do you like most about it? You know, we're just interacting with the student athletes. You know, the guys on our football team, they're young, they're impressionable, they're great kids, you know, and just helping them develop, helping them grow as people, helping them deal with different relationships and deal with themselves. It's, it's just a great experience. It's very rewarding. Do you like the recruiting part? I love recruiting. I've always well, have well, loved recruiting. Okay, so I, I talked to a lot of coaches, and they said, man, I, I, I love coaching, but, man, I could really do without the whole recruiting thing. But you seem to be different. Yeah, yeah you know what? It started way back when, you know, I was coming. I was at San Diego State coming down here, and uh, I'm being from here. I, I ended up recruiting a guy named Marshall Falk to San Diego State. And ever since then, you know, you feel you fall, I fall in love with recruiting because it developed relationships. The relationships I've made over the years are helping me recruit more and more student-athletes now. So, you know, and I love dealing with people. You, you kind of got ruined there. You, you get Marshall Falk early on. Do You yeah, you kind of set the bar high for yourself. You know, I talk to baseball scouts sometimes, and and some of them will have that signature moment or that, that player that they're able to bring into the program. And then forever and a day will go as they continue to see if they can't find that kind of guy again. Is there, You feel like you're always chasing that feeling again? You, you know what? And it's, it may be a little, a little bit different in football. You're just trying to find to me you find a guy that fits your program you know for instance you know we came down here we got Ed Reed when I was at the University of Miami it was it wasn't he wasn't very highly recruited it was us or Tulane and we just happened to get lucky Boy, can you imagine if Ed Reed played, played at Tulane back then? Now, see, look at that. See how it's all come full circle? <laughs> That's right. Uh, tell me about this weekend. Um, big road game, long way to go, um, but it's in a dome. You ought to feel pretty comfortable there at Syracuse. Yeah, you know what? The weather would be the same, yeah. <laughs> just like a home game. You know, Syracuse is a big physical football team. You know, they're built like a Northwest team. They are strong. They are athletic. They're fast. It's going to be a tough challenge for us. Big offensive line, big defensive line, you know, good quarterback play great secondary so we're we gonna have our hands full playing those guys up there we talked about the win at Louisiana Tech how much how much does the experience of or the feeling of winning on the road help carry over to this week does it matter if you flush that or do you carry it over well, well you flush it but one thing that we know we know we can win on a road and it gives it gives you a little bit of confidence that I, I would hope our guys want to want to do more and more and more and they look like they've been they came to practice they practice hard the other day and it uh, looks like we're gonna have a good week this week it's a pleasure to finally meet you, sir. Thank you very much for having me. We're, we're, you know, everybody in this building is certainly pulling for you, and I know the city is too. Because I think it's, you know, we were talking on the Monday Black and Blue Report how, how great it is when the Saints, Tulane, and LSU all win on the weekend. We call it the hat trick or the trifecta or whatever. The city feels good on Monday when you all get it done. That's right. We get, we, we hold it. We got to hold up our end of the deal because the other two programs definitely do. That's fantastic. Thanks for the visit. Good luck this week, Coach. Thank you. Head Coach Curtis Johnson from Tulane University. The Greenies are on the road at Syracuse this weekend. And we'll talk more about college football and get you through this Tuesday on the Black and Blue Report as we continue. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? 
Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7-365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Well, the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report continues. And again, our our focus today, a lot of it, not only on basketball, but on college football, as we've kind of started to establish Tuesday as a day to catch up more than anything else on Tulane and LSU. And the Tigers are coming off of a win at home against Kent State and now get set to uh, really get it going with Auburn this weekend. And with that, we we bring into the show for the first time Scott Rabelais with the uh, New Orleans Advocate. Good morning, uh, Scott, and uh, hope this Tuesday finds you well. Thank you. Scott, let's let's kind of get up to speed, I guess, a little bit on, on the LSU Tigers. Uh, I, I don't know quite what to read from Saturday's game. I think that it, it showed continued progress for Les Miles' team, but and against an opponent like Kent State, what, what can you take away from that kind of a game? Uh, you know, they're taking care of business. Uh, they've played three teams that, that they've outclassed so far, uh, clearly. Uh, they're getting out there and not leaving, uh, especially the last two games, not leaving a lot of drama out there for, uh, or, or hope for the other team that they can come back. You know, Kent State is from the conference that uh, Miami, Ohio is from, and they, they, they came in here and beat LSU one time. But uh, they, they, they usually take care of business. But, you know, against these teams, 44 straight non-conference regular season wins. But we're also seeing a team that is, that is growing and starting to develop and uh, rounding into form, uh, as, they, as they certainly hope to do with the Southeastern Conference play starting this week against Auburn. After the three games, Scott, what would you say is the, the strength of this LSU football team? Well, I, I think I'd probably point to Zach Mettenberger's play and the improvement of the uh, the offense with him and his work with Cam Cameron, uh, the new offensive coordinator. Uh, Zach, uh, you know, nine touchdowns, no interceptions the first three games, leads the SEC in passing efficiency. Uh, first time an LSU quarterback's ever thrown nine TDs in the first three games before. 
so uh, you, you, you heard that there was that they, things were looking good that, that they were having a good chemistry that uh, Zach was taking well to the to the instructions that he was getting from from Cameron but I think we've seen a you know, much more confident polished and poised quarterback and, and it's such a big difference for the offense if, if they if teams have just in the last few years have just really tried to stack the box against the run which else still likes to do you know they, they rush for over for um, uh, 307 yards on Saturday so they're still going to run but uh, you they want more balance and they want to try to keep the other team honest and, and the way to do that is with a with a strong passing game and and that's what we're seeing with Zach and, and their ability to go deep and find different receiver targets and and uh, it's uh, it's been a good marriage so far and and obviously the biggest tests are to come but but so far the results have been very positive Les Miles said the other day that he he was pleased with what he saw from Jeremy Hill but but I think that he said and I, I may misquote him here that he said he wasn't quite where he wanted him to be or he wasn't I guess all the way rounded into form did you find that a bit interesting uh, no, I'm not, not surprised. I mean, Jeremy, because of his, uh, you know, his legal problems, missed, um, you know, just for the entire off season, uh, just about with uh, preseason camp, rather, with uh, with his suspension, and of course didn't get in the first game. Only got in the second quarter of the second game, and then really played, uh, you know, you know, which was considered a full game this past week. Although, you know, he still only had um, only had like 11 carries, so. You know he's he's still yeah still shaking a little rust off still but he's if he continues at this pace and stays out of any kind of legal troubles the rest of the way uh, any kind of disciplinary action I, I fully expect that he's going to continue to be uh, uh, LSU's featured back now the other guys are still going to play Kenny Hilliard Alfred Blue and Terrence McGee and you know, Terrence McGee had a good rushing day uh, Saturday as well with uh, with 108 yards but uh, Hill is their best back and, and I think he'll he'll continue to show some improvement but they're going to they're going to still spread the carries around it's a very good situation for LSU in that regard Scott Rabelais of the New Orleans Advocate with us here talking LSU football on this Tuesday. Scott, what should I know about LSU's defense? You know, we, all the conversation has seemed to circle around the offense and a new coordinator and a mature quarterback and everything else, but but what about the defense? Well, you know, it's obviously that's where the biggest question marks were going into the season. Uh, you know, they lost seven starters off everybody on the offensive, on the defensive line, rather. Uh, so, you know, there were, there were a lot of issues. I think you're finding that uh, it's a lot of business as usual for LSU. You know, the, the fact, despite the fact that they've had some key losses of players from the past year, uh, guys like uh, Barkevius Mingo and Eric Reed and Kevin Minter, uh, they, they still have recruited very well, and they've recruited the kind of players who can step in. And they're players who got experience last year, guys like, like uh, certainly Ego Ferguson and, and Anthony Johnson played really key roles last year when now they're starters at defensive tackle. There hasn't been much drop-off there, if any. Uh, at linebacker, a guy like Lamar Lewis was forced to play last year as a freshman. And uh, what was a problem last year is the experience for LSU this year. And now you're seeing them start to incorporate even more younger players. You know, you know they started a Jalen Mills last year at um, at cornerback as a true freshman. And now they're starting a, a guy like Tredavious White uh, you know, comes in as a true freshman and gets a, gets a start this past Saturday. So um, a lot of a lot of youth, a lot of talent. Uh, you know, are they 
going to be quite the defense they were last year when they gave up you know about 17 points a game and 317 yards. Maybe not, but but I think the offense is in a position to help compensate for that. But it's still going to be good. There's not going to be this wholesale drop off that some people may have feared would happen when LSU lost so many good players last year. Yeah, I think we'll learn a lot more as SEC finally SEC play finally gets going this weekend. So LSU and Auburn, kind of if you don't mind, Scott, kind of set us up for this uh, week one in the SEC for LSU. Auburn is, uh, you know, they're off to a good start too. They're 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 three and zero. Oh. A new coach Gus Malzahn, you know, he returns and is um, uh, with the kind of spread offense that he ran when he was Auburn's offensive coordinator before, back in the the Cam Newton years. Uh, it led Auburn to the the Cam Newton year, I should say, <laughs> led them to the national championship in, in 2010. So, uh, so they and their personnel is a little better suited than to the kind of offense Gene Chizik was running the last couple of years. That said, Auburn. Does not have the depth of talent that an LSU has, or an Alabama has, or or uh, Georgia, or some of the other you know, top teams in in the SEC. They've done well to get off to the start, but this is a game uh, LSU should win. Now, you know, obviously, there've been a lot of great and close games between LSU and Auburn over the years, and it's been a tremendous rivalry. There was a long stretch there when the winner of this game went on to win the SEC, SEC West and play for the SEC championship. I don't think it's going to be that determining factor this year, unless LSU is that team. I don't see Auburn being that. That team, but they have they have reason for optimism. They're starting to recruit well under Malzahn, and uh, and I think it's an offense that um, will give LSU some some issues. You know, when they saw some some spread, you know, dual threat, hurry up kind of uh, uh, look from TCU in the opener uh, with the, one of their quarterbacks, uh, that it, it was a little bit of an issue at times. They didn't do that the whole game, but uh, that will be Auburn's mo. And so LSU will have to be ready. It, obviously, depth will be an issue again. And and uh, you know trying to play a lot of guys and can you substitute can you not in certain key situations so I, you know, I expect they'll give up a few a few yards and points but if LSU plays like they've been playing I think they'll they'll be four and zero after Saturday night. You can check out Scott Rabelais' work in the daily editions of the New Orleans Advocate. Uh, Scott, if folks want to follow you on Twitter, get all that great coverage, uh, just uh, almost instantaneously. How can they do that? Uh, Rabelais ADV is is my uh, handle and myself and uh, Les East uh, and and, uh, and Matt Harris uh, the main guys in LSU and of course all all the content in the paper we you know people want to pick up a subscription seven days a week but also everything's online for them to enjoy as well outstanding hey real quick spell Rabelais for those who don't know R A B A L A I S and very few know <laughs> yes I, I'm, I'm sure I can only imagine good stuff Scott hey enjoy the weekend and the opening of SCC play I think those games will be uh, more intriguing to cover for you, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's this is the exciting time, and, and LSU is obviously facing a, a very key stretch of the season. You start with Auburn, then you, they go to Georgia, another uh, road game with uh, at Mississippi State, which is a game LSU again should should win. Then they come home and play Florida. So yeah, some very pivotal games coming up for the Tigers. Very nice, very nice. Scott Ravelay, he'll be a regular, I think, right here on the Black and Blue Report. He'll get uh, get it started this weekend for you with regards to the LSU Tigers. We'll continue with more on the program here on this Tuesday right after these messages. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report today. Basketball, college football, primarily our focus on today's program with the uh, Saints having their day off uh, in, in, before they start preparations for the big game on uh, Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. But, you know, it's interesting. We As, as we've gone, and gone through the summer and now the month of September, we keep getting these signposts that, that mean that we're getting closer and closer to the NBA season. Tomorrow, as I mentioned, I'll be leaving for New York. It's NBA broadcast meetings, and usually after that, it's, it's full on and go. And so with the other microphone sitting next to me, another sign that we're getting close is New Orleans Pelicans general manager Del Demps. Um, as we are getting close, the practice facility is finally all opened up. And the I think the excitement on campus, Del, is something that I haven't experienced around the basketball team in a long time, maybe since, gosh, my first couple of years with the franchise. This this has a much different feel than we've had the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, it's great being in a new building. Um, you know, you got to think, you know, it starts with Mr. Benson and uh, the Benson family for providing us with a facility that's going to give us everything we need to be successful. I mean, the building, the building is beautiful. The guys are in here doing the off-season workouts right now. Um, we've had everybody come in, which is great for this time of the year. And uh, we're just really looking forward to getting started. Dell, when you when you look at the building and you, and you walk your way through it, it is, a, it is aesthetically fantastic. There's no doubt about that. But... As we both know, uh, looks don't necessarily translate into wins. What about the facility, though, helps this team in their preparations on a daily basis? Well, you know, it's great that, you know, we have a building. Um, you know, we, we're, we're sharing the campus with the Saints. And so, um, you know, that's great that, you know, we're going to have an opportunity. Like, you know, our guys are going and having, you know, good meal service here. Um uh, you know, we have a nice outdoor training area that we have also on in the door. I don't know if the building is going to actually help you win games, but it, it builds some camaraderie. It gives you it makes things easier. And, and um, you know, like I said, it's, it's a very good building. And we put a lot of time and work in it. We studied a lot of different other facilities um, from other NBA teams and uh, college teams. And so, um you know, it's a, it's a start. You know, it's also great for recruiting. I think it's great for when guys want to get extra work in. It's a little closer to where they live. They can come back late at night. Um, and 
I think it gives you a motivation also to to want to improve your your, your game. Those, those things to me though would would perhaps translate into wins. That maybe maybe indirectly, but you talked about guys wanting to spend extra time at work, spend extra time with their teammates because they're in a fun facility to be in. The floor itself, I mean, just even with the health and well-being of your of your players, when you look at what John Ishup, the trainer's got now to work with, and, and, and the floor being specialized a little bit, those things, I, I, I'm not trying to pull you in one direction here, but it seems to me that those things would translate into a smoother running, more efficient basketball franchise. <laughs> It's debatable, okay. <laughs> you know. I was like, you know, I'm I'm kind of old school too, you know. Where, you know, I grew up playing in the parks, right. so you know, a lot of. But I do think that it's a great environment to be in, and I think it gives you a motivation to want to come work. Uh, I'm a firm believer that in talent wins games, and you know, when you have great coaching and um, great people, um, you got to have those those things a great system a great core uh and i said this helps you know it helps recruit the type of people that want to be a part of this and um like i said it, it i think it, it all factors into to the wins i know we're not in a, in a free agent courting type season if you will you just kind of touched upon it it almost seems to me that you'd almost want to hurry up and bring a, a potential player here just the wow factor is there i guess yeah you know we we showed some pictures uh you know when we were um looking at a few guys we showed them pictures of what it was going to look like and you know they were pretty fired up about that um you know it's been great you know talking to the guys that were here especially like jason smith you know he's been here the entire time we've been here and um you know he's at delario uh and now coming to this and then you talk to guys that have come from different teams and you know they're pretty fired up about it um you know, that's the part that makes you feel good. And then, you know, just walking through there this week and watching the guys working out and smiling and being appreciative and say, hey, you know, and that's the kind of things that it makes you feel really good about. Let's talk about the roster for a little bit. So much work went into the offseason and even before that in, in, in upgrading the roster, filling needs that you and, and Monty both felt that you that you had to fill. You, when you when you look back now, because there's been a little bit of separation between putting it all on paper and now seeing them actually in the facility, has your feeling changed about what you've put together? Is it does it do you feel more um, secure in what you've got? Kind of share with me where you are in that process. Well, I, I like you know the guys are here and participating in off season workouts. That's great. You know they start bonding, get to know each other, and you're happy about that because you don't want that to start on the first day of training camp. Um, but still it's going to take some time. You know, there's teams that have been together for years and you know, when you're only together for months, it's going to take a little time of everybody getting to know each other. And that's why we're glad guys are here right now. And I think one the, the big keys for us this year is going to be everybody understanding themselves and understanding their roles and, you know, sometimes you can come out on paper and say, hey, this is going to be a role. But sometimes you get in the game, it changes a little bit. Um, and, you know, I think we, we have some weapons and I think we have some young guys and the gelling and playing together. You know, I think that's going to be um, the key for us. And, you know, how long does that take? Does it take a week? Does it take a month? Does it take a year? Uh, but we want to continue to grow as we gel. 
a lot of the conversation I hear from fans, and this is all good because it's buzz and, and, and people are excited and they're, and they're having basketball conversations. A lot of it, though, centers around, okay, is, is Tyreek Evans a two or is he a three? And then who do you start alongside Drew and, and all these things? When you look at the package right now, how much of that is on your head coach to figure that out, and how much of the, how much of that is, I guess, somewhat predetermined by guys' skill sets? How does that all play into each I, other? I think it's it all factors into the decision making process. You know, we really trust our coach. You know, and um, you know when we put the roster together, you know, we 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 did it. You know, it was us. You know, we we talked about it, and um, you know, we we had the ultimate trust in him, and. Uh, you know, like like we said, it's going to take a little time. You know, we're going to figure this thing out. It's going to be a little trial and error. Um, I would love for it to just come out and everything just works out perfect. But, you know, you can look back a few years ago when the Miami Heat was put together. And I'm not comparing us to the Miami Heat, but I remember when they first got together, it took them a little while before they figured it out. And um, it happens. You know, it's, it's, it's hard for teams just to come together and gel right away especially when we got so many young guys and we got some guys that are still establishing themselves in the league you know we're hoping that with our core that they've been in the league four or five years and then you had Anthony with that group um, so they've already been through their learning curve and took their bumps and bruises and now it's time for them to establish themselves as winners you can have more than the mandated 15 I guess or the, the limit is 15 during the regular season during training camp you can have more than the 15 do you plan on sticking with what you've got or are you going to bring in bodies during training camp I think we'll bring in a few more guys you know take a look at them um, you know we we, we, we have uh, I think 14 guys right now under contract uh, we, we'll probably add a couple more for camp and you know for a variety of reasons might be a guy that can come in and make our roster or might be a guy that we're looking at that doesn't make our roster we look at for later um, but if, if it's someone here that we feel that can help us win games you know we we, we, we will keep them the mantra we're just we're just a few weeks removed from the NFL preseason the mantra of Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton all them was you know we're out to find the right 53 for their active regular season roster. If you look at an NBA training camp where you're playing twice as many preseason games and the numbers are smaller, how does that how does that compare that month? I think it's a little different. Um I think they start off with like 90 guys. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> and when you know when you know we have more guaranteed contracts. So um I think right now we have 13 guaranteed contracts. And so um I'm not sure exactly how many guaranteed contracts they have uh, you know it works a little bit differently but you know opportunity like it might be one or two guys that make our roster mm-hmm. that come to camp right um and if they do make our roster you know and if they play it's great you know that means they're they're either pretty good or the guys that we already committed to aren't yeah. <laughs> but you know it's a little different i think for us it's more gelling you know putting the, getting the pieces out there seeing what works what doesn't work you know what what to maximize i think you know understanding each other understanding the system um i think those things the camaraderie is 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 big for us in preseason it was announced today media day is september the 30th camp opens the next day they'll do two a days for the first couple of days that week one session on the friday before leaving for that first preseason game in houston so with that being set now and out take me through between now this tuesday and september 30th what happens now over the next and not just for the players but for you and your staff as well well for for the players um you know they're they're working right now getting in shape you know in, in the old days um 
teens would come to camp and they would get in shape in camp. It's kind of changed now. Now guys kind of come to camp in shape. So day one, uh, you're ready to go. You know, in the old days, sometimes they would have two, three weeks before they had a preseason game. Where now, you know, it's four or five days and you have a preseason game. And so, you know, you, you really emphasize on guys coming in early and it's, it's volunteer voluntary um so that's what they're doing right now you know right now they're out there running on the field and then they're going to lift weights and then they're going to go in the gym and they'll do individual work and you know then they will play a little pickup ball afterward um but now everybody's getting in shape and so and the goal is that when the first day of camp comes i'm not saying you have to be 100 percent in shape but you want to be ready to go you don't want to be coming into camp trying to get in shape uh and so what our part of our off-season program is guys are working out monday to thursday um and then it's, it's been real good because, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are off days because um, we don't want to wear their legs out because it is a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. But we've been having guys coming in here. I, I walked through here this weekend and, you know, Tyreek was in here, at, you know, eight in the morning shooting jumpers on Saturday morning, you know, with uh, a coach. And then I came back a little bit later with some other guys in here. So that's great. You know, we got guys getting extra work in um, in the off season. And so like I said we, we've had – 100% of the guys have participated in the off-season program. There's been different guys. Guys come in, come out, but we've had everybody here, and that's great. And um, our coaches right now, you know, they're getting all their game plans together. They're getting ready, you know, they're getting the practices together, um, getting the scouts ready for, for the preseason games. And um, from a management st- uh standpoint you know i just came back from a euro basket which is the european championships and so i was able to see uh 21 games in seven days it was three games a day you know it, it was great though you know you and you know when you go to watch the european championships you know they play for so much pride and what's a little different for the european player than the american player is when european players grow up their goal the big thing is to play on their national team to put their country's name across their chest that's that's what that's the ultimate for them and then you know the nba is second um and because you know i think maybe because the countries are a little closer and the competition is so great and the history is so strong um and so when you watch them in these competitions it's unbelievable um and then when you go back through the history of the wars and you know how the countries have separated and and then when they play against each other it, it, it's really fun to watch um and so I, I got to go over there and watch a number of nba players um that are playing in your play and scout some players for the future for the draft and for future free agents. That's outstanding. Hey, before I let you go, Dell Dems, by the way, uh, GM of the Pelicans with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Seven of your eight preseason games are away from the city of New Orleans. How do you turn that into a positive? I know there's two schools of thought on this. Where do you stand? Well, it's, it's good because, you know, we have a big renovation to the arena. Um, the arena is going to be unbelievable. I, I'm actually going to go over there and tour it. Um, at the end of the week. But, I mean, it's a big project going on right now. The arena's been shut down since the end of the regular season. It's going to be renovations. It's going to be great for the fans, great for the players. You know, it's going to be everything from new seating, um, new restaurants, new everything, you know, bunker suites, locker room, weight room, everything's going to be new in the arena. So that's, that's, that's a good thing. Another good positive from it is the guys are going to get the bond on the road. Um, you know, when you're on the road that much, especially early in the year, um, you know, guys are going to be going out, you know, the NBA is a little different in college where, you know, in college, you know, everybody has like, a, you know, they go to, to, to 
the cafeteria to eat together and to hang out and they go to study hall where in the NBA, a lot of times guys have families, they go home. But when you're on the road, everybody's getting together, they're eating, they're, they're walking around the mall together, they're going to practice together, just hanging out in the hotels together, traveling together. I think with so many new pieces, that I'm pretty excited about. And I think if you asked me right now, you said, hey, if we could, if the arena was available, would you rather have seven on the road or a four and four? I think I would say seven on the road. I think I would really say, hey, let's get used to bonding and knowing each other and let's expedite this learning process of each other. I hear that so many times from different coaches and, and GMs and, and even the players too. <laughs> That that if we're not going to go away somewhere for camp, mm. then let's have some road trips to to have that time together. Mm. And and so when you get on the road the regular season, it's it's almost old hat too. So it, mm. I I was I was hoping you were going to say that, but that's to me exciting about the preseason as well. I know mm. the fans want to see this team, which they will on the twenty third of October against Miami. But uh, it's kind of like what a way to open a new yeah, building. Yeah, no doubt. How about that? But uh, it's all good. Hey, I. By the way, you look great. You must have been working out yourself over there in Europe. Yeah, you know, I, I took a little work vacation. The first few days I uh, was on vacation, and then, uh, you know, I got to – it was great because I actually played over there for years, and I got to go back to some of the places I played, and my wife came with me and got to see some people that we hadn't seen in years. And then after the vacation was over, I got to work scouting. Outstanding. Good luck. We'll see you in a couple weeks here. Can't wait. Thanks for having us you on. You bet. Have, have me on. Thanks. General Manager Dell Demps of the New Orleans Pelicans. We are close, close, close. And we'll have more on today's Black and Blue Report right after this. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Good show today. Thanks again for spending a part of your Tuesday with us. We hope that you enjoyed our guests. Thanks again to Dell Demps, uh, Curtis Johnson, and Scott Rabelais today. 
Don't forget to help us spread the word about the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans, available on iTunes for free through the New Orleans Saints mobile app and, of course, on your desktop at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com. Good shows coming up this week still to come. Tyreek Evans is scheduled to appear from the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll also hear from a couple of Saints players this week. The NFL on Fox checks in with us as well, and um, we'll also uh, get you some Arizona flavor. We'll take you out to the desert later this week as well. Mike Florio might be uh, maybe the favorite on my list right now as far as guests go the rest of the week. He's from Pro Football Talk and Football Night in America. Rob Nice is in this chair the next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Please uh, give Rob a listen as I'm off to New York to prepare for the upcoming NBA season with the NBA broadcast meetings. So until Sunday for me, when the Saints host the Arizona Cardinals, I'll say so long for just a while. And for producer Dan and for JD and for Rob Nice tomorrow, good luck the rest of the week. How about that? Stay tuned. The Black and Blue Report comes your way noon central each and every weekday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.